Anywho, I hope you guys who were listening to this through Anchor enjoyed the intro of this podcast, especially episode 102 with Cool and the Gang, Summer Madness. That is a super chill song. And sorry for those of you who are listening on iTunes podcast and Google podcast, you can't hear it. But if you go on YouTube, you can look up Summer Madness by Cool and the Gang. Like I said, it's a super duper chill song to super like really, really relax and chill. Nothing crazy about it. It's just super genius instrumentals. So I had to re-record this piece of episode and this is entitled National Braille Day. So today is National Braille Day um, across the entire world Um, and I'm going to talk about the benefits of Braille for myself and many millions of others living with blindness. Uh, So Braille is indeed a great alternative to reading and getting access to information if you are living with blindness and it can be in various levels. Low vision, needing to learn Braille as a backup in case whatever is going on with their eyesight causes them to go completely blind and or if you are totally blind, you must know braille or you it would be helpful to you i'm not going to say you must but it would be helpful if you knew braille but if you have your reasons why you can't learn braille that's understandable too therefore there's other things like audio you can listen to the audio digital recordings of things books and whatever cd drives or thumb drives with information in it Uh, Perhaps you could navigate a computer that will give you access to what it is you need to know. So, Braille, Braille, Braille. I keep my secrets in Braille. I keep journal entries in Braille. Therefore, people who are able to see can't read my deepest, darkest secrets. All of the secrets that Casper keeps away from everybody, they are all in Braille. So if you really, really, really want to know what I'm hiding, you're going to go on Hadley.com and go learn some Braille. You can get some free Braille classes, but I think if you're sighted, you have to pay a small fee of I don't know how much, but it's, you know, Braille lessons. If you really, really want to know the secrets, go and take some Braille courses and learn uncontracted and contracted Braille and transition over to unified English Braille. Um, My transition to UEB was so smooth, I didn't realize that I was even transitioning into UEB until my instructor told me afterwards. This was a couple of years ago. Well, yeah. Now I'm going to call that many, many years ago because so much has happened since then. Um... I never fought against learning Braille uh, because I understood 
the benefits of Braille and how useful it can be. So I was really, really accepting of it. And I, um, I learned it, I appreciated it, and I knew exactly how helpful it can be. And, you know, Braille, you know, if you know Braille, you are, you know, enhancing your literacy skills. Braille literacy is important within the blind and visually impaired community. And I don't know how much I can express this, but it really, really, really is. Um, So I talked to a lot of people about the use of Braille and how useful it is. But anyways, not to be so serious all the time, I do keep my secrets in Braille. And you guys can't read it unless you're blind as well and you read Braille. But I will be waving all of my books of secrets in a binder in your faces and you can't read my secrets. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you can't find my secrets. Um, so, um, the plus side to Braille, not only can you keep your secrets in dots, but you don't need light to read Braille. All you need is some good working finger pads and some, yeah, some good working finger pads and determination and you will have everything at your fingertips from classic Braille books like Harry Potter and Hamlet and Macbeth and textbooks even to whatever it is you want. Um, so I use multiple devices with Braille, like Braille displays, Braille note takers, Um, but primarily when I first started learning Braille, I had to do what everyone else did from the beginning, learn how to write with a Braille writer, which is a Perkins Braille writer, it's a metallic device, it's kind of like a typewriter, and you will write your Braille out of that, and then you will read as you type from every couple of dots you press and you reach your hand up and you read what you typed. All of that will be done in a dark room. So it is to add emphasis on how important it is for you to learn Braille. You can get like recipes and your debit cards and credit cards and Braille and how much, just how much of a secret and how fun it is to have all that stuff all to yourself with no hackers and nobody stealing your information because it's in dots. Everything is in dots and only you know it. Unless you have other blind friends who can get access to your stuff, but yeah. I like the idea of secrecy in dots. So, who knows? All of those secrets in the binder, wouldn't they like to know? <laughs> um, so, I've heard stories about Braille being obsolete and that Braille is losing its place in the lives of blind and visually impaired or in the schools. I don't think so. I really don't. Any teacher that believes how important it is to know Braille will not let technology take place of actual classic traditional Braille. You know, the traditional Perkins Braille writer. When... I teach my students how to use Braille. The whole room sounds like a train because the typewriter and they're typing so fast. It sounds like the commuter rail in South Station in Boston. 
when the trains are going crazy or the Boylston, all that noise when they start getting a groove of typing really, really fast. And most people would say their hands turn into blur because they type so fast. Um, if you're, all of your technologies fail, you need to know how to use Braille. You need to know how to read it and you need to know how to write it and what methods can be used to write Braille. It's not only just the Perkins Braille Writer, it's the Slayton Stylus too. Full page, single line, four line, I don't care. If you have a Slayton Stylus at home, whatever amount of lines, then you're all set to go. Uh, and if you don't have access to a Perkins Braille Writer, then you need a Slayton Stylus. It's good to be able to know how to use both of those tools because you never know when your Braille displays stop functioning or somehow it's like a massive disaster where all technologies malfunction. What are you going to do? You're not going to sit here and not do anything. You're going to do what I taught you. Use your Braille writer or your slate and stylus and or read a book from the classic traditional book of Braille, you know, Perkins or all libraries for the blind give their patrons books that they want in Braille and all other formats. And that's pretty cool. Um, there goes the appreciation for Braille and how much of a relief it was to get access to it. Um, it's like a whole new world opened up and it was really, really great. And now if I want, aside from audio, I could use Braille. Actually, I can read Braille out of a note taker and or connected to a Braille, actually connect my Braille display to a computer and read it from Kurzweil and download the books from Bard and Bookshare and Daisy and Gutenberg. And I could read whatever I want from there. Or I can call up the local library services for the blind and request a specific book in that format. Now here's the downside. The downside to Braille is if, okay, so print, if you wanted a certain book, you're going to get that book in one actual book, a physical book. Whereas in Braille, the first volume, for example, the first volume of a Harry, a Harry Potter book is going to come in several different books, like four, like two caseloads, two black cases of Braille books. In those cases are two separate books with Braille in it. And that's just part one. Like the first book of Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. And... As the volumes and the books get bigger, that means it's several more cases of books. So I decided to download the books digitally and put them into an SD card and read them out of a note taker. It's not to say that I don't practice what I preach, but I much rather have a book or my library in a device that still allows me to exercise my braille reading skills and keep them on point. Whereas for beginners, I am going to be kind of tough about it and I'm going to be like, no, you can't use 
For now, right now, you can't use an Orbit Reader. You can't use a Focus 40 or Focus 14, no type of Braille display. You need to get used to using the traditional books. You know, this is just for teaching purposes. Now that may seem like a tough thing, a tough instructor, but when you have instructors that will make sure you learn how to use something, um, you're actually going to enjoy it afterwards. Because like I said, if your technology breaks, what do you do? You go and you get the paper version. Despite how long and how many levels of books there are, you will and you will still have access to it. Whereas a sighted person, if the electricity goes out, they need their eyesight to read. They need battery to keep their, they need the power to keep their phones working so that they can read their Kindle or whatever. Whereas us, we have the upper hand. We only require our hands and you don't need no light, you know, we're good. So I think we have the upper hand. Anyways, happy National Braille Day. One additional piece of information about the reason why I stress that anyone who is able to read Braille do learn Braille um, instead of audio is the fact that it's, it's good for spelling and grammar and punctuation. If you're reading, you are noticing the spelling and the grammar errors and spelling errors instead of listening, whereas everything is already correct and you don't get to hear the punctuations punctuations or whatnot. That's the reason why I have such heavy emphasis on learning Braille from scratch with paper and Perkins Braille Writer or Slate and Stylus. Yo, yo, what up, Cass? This is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host of the Mo's Mojo. Yo, girl, I just wanted to come at you, say I found your podcast through a mutual friend, the Guru Lupus Warrior. Love that girl. She great. And, uh, you know, I had to give you a little listen here and there. I had to listen to a couple episodes, the one that you did, the interview or the co-hosting one with the wrestling guy. That was fun. And this most recent one with the live, you know, who cares about what other people have to say about you? So you might as well give them something good to talk about or hate on, you know, I mean, I feel you 100% all day, every day, but I just wanted to come through and show you some love, tell you I'll be listening a lot more, hope to connect with you in the near future, girl. Bang, bang. Have a beautiful Sunday. Hey there, I saw you were listening to Daily Tech Headlines and just wanted to say thanks and wanted to let you know if you have questions or you want to send us a comment, feel free to call on in. We love getting calls and play them on the show regularly. If you guys have stories to share or any comments you want to send, you can send it to the email casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com.